0: Thank you. Matters podcast or your mental matters to us. I'm Richard. Back with my boy Jarrell. Jarel is here. Yay. Check how you, in.
1: How you feeling? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm good, bro. I'm hey. good. Long day at work, but you know. Okay. Every day's work when you uh not having fun, but every day's fun when you're not at work. So live your life accordingly. I understand that. Yeah. Hope especially, that makes sense.
1: Especially when you're CEO like
0: you. CEO? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what? Not in my estate.
1: Yeah, That's somebody like
0: that. else. You got something going on. Uh, do I? Yeah. Look under the chair. See if you can find it. I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> I actually looked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he looked. He looked at the table up and jumped. Anyway, we welcome you to the ninth edition of our established podcast where we talk about the matters of the mental and especially for the men, because we believe your thoughts matter to us as well. So we'll jump right into it. No catch-ups again, but it's always like catching up with him. So,
2: yep.
0: yeah. So first and foremost in the man cave, let's talk some sports. So Detroit Pistons have a new head coach. Mm-hmm. You know I had to address this yep. because my thought process is this. You just came off another great season for the Raptors.
2: Yep,
0: and you get coach of the year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you get fired. Unheard of, right? <laughs> I'm gonna try not to do so well at work anymore. Yeah. Because if I get employee of the month, mm-hmm. I might need to bring a box <laughs> the next day to work. Like, how do you get fired for doing well? All right. That's that's mind boggling. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. Like, have you ever been punished for doing well?
1: No. I like the way Stephen A. Smith described it. He How did he describe like, it? He said, like, there's no reason why uh, Coach Dwayne Casey should have lost his job at Toronto. He said the only reason he lost it is because LeBron, like, demolished them. But he says, if that's the case, then no coach should be hired in the Eastern Conference. Because <laughs> right, because he, he demolishes everybody. Right. So he's like, if that's the reason he doesn't have his job, then that's basically trash in your words." LeBron
0: is the coach killer. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean even his own coaches sometimes, but I guess Well, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did he get stepped over by Iverson, but he got stepped over by LeBron too. Right. Got it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no more Lou Bashing. I have did it enough. Okay. But so congratulations, welcome to the city coach, Coach Casey. And because we are Pistons fans, well, I can say, um, we expect a high level <laughs> that's <what> that's <laughs> supposed to mean? Cause man, you be on some Golden State stuff. I don't really know what day you be on a you know,
1: I, I enjoy watching the Pistons when, when they what? actually want to put forth an effort. I don't, I don't so like. So you telling me them. my don't team like don't drumming. put forth the
0: effort every night.
1: I watched last season. Like, even like the four game win streak after Blake got here, I watched all of those games. And then like, they lost, it was the first loss to the Hawks in Atlanta. Ugh. And then after that, they lost, I think they lost to, no, the Nets lost was before. Uh, Blake got here, right? Yeah. Like Spencer Daniels, he went off on us. <laughs> how <do> you
0: let. <laughs> See, I watched all of that stuff. How do you let a person that used to play for your team all right. come through and just give you a tween, tween, tween? Yep. Like, that's just disrespectful. You ain't <laughs> no, he, he didn't give him the filet or was it filet at the end? No, he gave him the coom. He didn't give him the filet. gave him the Tween, behind the back. <laughs> yeah, snatchies.
1: I enjoy I enjoy watching like good basketball, though. Me, but too. Pistons, man, it's just, it's just, I can't get over like how it's been taking so long to get back to the top. It's been, yeah, I'll say we fell off 2007 after LeBron killed us, which is one of the reasons I can't truly say I really love LeBron that much. (laughs) You know, he killed us, (laughs) we haven't been right since that playoff series, not at all, bro. And uh, so it's been a good 11 years since we've had good basketball in the city. And take that. Well, technically screens.
0: speaking, if you wanna go there, it's been longer than that since so we had true basketball in the city. Okay. Break it down. Because for the longest time I could never figure out why we need to go to Auburn Hills okay. to play basketball. Okay. Yeah. Like Detroit is forty minutes south. So mm-hmm. why are you up there? Yep. But again, I don't make any type of money like that, so mm-hmm. I can't tell them where to go. Yeah. I could just <laughs> pay for a ticket, shut up and watch the game. Mm-hmm. If I choose to. Mm-hmm. Because now this new arena, I can go to a restaurant and never watch the game. All right. If they're getting blown up.
1: I still haven't been to the new arena.
0: We got to go next year. Let's make it happen. Maybe. No. <laughs> it's happening.
1: Well, if I do I do and go, and then. When we do go, it has to be against a team that I want to watch. It can't be like. It has to be the Warriors. No, well, so nah, it, it, it doesn't have to be the Warriors. Be back again. I like good basketball. I like good players. So it could be. Let's say it can't be Brooklyn. Because I don't really like anybody on Brooklyn. I'll go watch the Suns. Who plays for Brooklyn? Spencer Denley. <laughs> Angelo Russell. Uh, I don't care about them. Daddy is no, Daddy's your own place for the Brooklyn. Ain't pitch, nobody you know. check up for them, though, Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't go see a team like that. Like, I don't want to go see Charlotte. Okay. I don't want to go see... Well, no, nah, I don't want to see Miami either. But I'll go... Miami? No. Nah, oh, why do oh. man? Hey, like, look. Okay. I, like, I like
0: Whiteside. But, okay, fair. Yeah.
1: I I, want to go see, like, if I go see a trash team, I prefer, like, trash teams that have good young talent. So, like, the Suns, Josh Jackson, Devin Booker,
0: or... Well, no, nah, I want to. I want to see Devin Booker, man. He right. might put up seventy again, like he did Boston. Yeah, he probably would. But tween, tween.
1: Anthony Davis, he has it out for us too. I was there. I went to. Oh god, was my depressing. birthday. My birthday like six years ago, and like no. I went with you no. Know, she was my girlfriend at the time, not a wife. She was like, "Why are we going to see the Pelicans? What are the Pelicans? Like, it's a real team." Name, the Pelicans. <laughs> and I'm like, man, Anthony Davis came from Kentucky, like cold. He put up like 40 something.
3: <laughs> I think he put fifty.
1: Right. No, nah, this is this is like six years ago though. Oh. Not six years ago. It was probably like 2000, Cause we wasn't even dating 2012. It was like 2014 birthday I had. Okay. So he was like, I guess, three years in at that time. Probably mm-hmm. like 21, 22. Well, I know
0: recently he wrote the record. Now it's yeah. pretty trash. Yeah. He even beat LeBay record.
1: Yeah. Damn. I like AD. is cool. Yeah. He should be a piston. I like watching him play. Like outside of outside of like Golden State and LeBron and it's like I enjoy watching Anthony Davis play and then Kawhi, of course. I like What's Kawhi this breaking news? We just traded Blake Griffin <laughs> Anthony Davis. Yes. I like AD, man. He's cold. He I put him cold. as the best the best big man in the league. People was like, You can't say that.
0: And he shaved his unibrow. Yeah. How about that? Not left. important. He should have left it. That's his trademark the brow yeah anyway yeah. whatever so this other thing is hilarious so you keep up with the ball family
1: yeah i watch I'm, that little
0: facebook series
1: actually i keep up with them what
0: espn reports not no, like no, on no, my no, own no, no, so no, no. yeah that's I don't, boring I don't, I don't
1: keep up with them i that's guess that's
0: boring i love that facebook show ball ball in the family i don't watch it mine is hilarious okay
1: I seen one part where he was making them pancakes and calling them down for breakfast, but I think that was like a year ago before yeah, the draft and all of that,
0: yeah. But nah, it's, so I watched since they was like playing in Lithuania and, mm-hmm. you know, now uh J-Lo's getting ready for the draft and everything. Yeah. But uh, more importantly, he said he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ball himself, yep. the father of the Ball estate, yep. and he created the JBA. Are you familiar with the JBA? That's the uh, league where players don't have to go to college to be
1: showcased. They can go straight from high school to his league, yep. get, get a stipend to play. And yep. yep.
0: I That's heard about it. Beautiful. Yeah. Because uh, I'm all for it, especially because when you're a college student, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they'll give you, you know, you'll pay your tuition. Yep. They might even pay your room and board, but, well, sometimes they pay your room and board, but, you don't even get that type of, like, you were spending all your time, mm-hmm. if not being a student, yep. practicing yep, all the time, mm-hmm. condition, whatever. And I've seen that. Like, even going to Wayne State, like, I've seen athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Joyke Bell was going to Wayne State. Yeah, story. I remember that. Like, first of like, all, he was a clown. He still is. <laughs> I love the guy. He's awesome. I never met him. I did. We. He actually, Uh, I got a story about Joyke, but I'm not going to tell you later. All right. But um, long story short, uh, you know, these guys work their butt off. Yeah. And I remember that one guy from UConn. Um, what's his name? It's was a playing guard. Kimba? No. Uh, he came after Kimba? Yeah. Uh, he ended up playing for Miami. I feel like you know. He's not Mario Chalmers. That's no, he played Kansas. Kansas.
1: Yeah.
0: We'll look it up. Anyway, yeah. so whatever is worth, he was talking about, like, the treatment and everything. and how, like, Some days he wouldn't even be able to eat because he had no money. Uh, but all that to say, between the jersey sales and all stuff like that, mm-hmm. now there's a league where guys can go straight from high school straight there, and actually compete like at a high level. So I'm very I'm curious to see how it's gonna go. I love when you know young black men have that opportunity. So it's kind of a shout out as well. But you know the ball family, you out here doing big things, man. Like as annoying as they can be, sometimes he's very
1: annoying in my opinion. But very very annoying. I, I did not know. say he wasn't annoying. I don't put it against him though. I I I enjoy his ambition. It's just his delivery is kind of just like yeah, buttholeish. You know? It is yeah. So like when he, like I was watching this week on uh whatever show, you not know, all of them the same on ESPN and yeah, Fox go. Sports one. But he was on there and they were asking him like, uh, if if LeBron comes to LA, like what does that do for Lonzo? He said Lonzo's gonna make him better. Lonzo make anybody better. Lonzo can make Michael Jordan better. I will tell you
0: this though. I <laughs> will tell you this. One thing I will say about Lonzo's first year. Though he wasn't, like, no LeBron James superstar, mm-hmm. he was nice for a rookie. He was under the radar. Yeah. He silently did his thing, almost averaged a average double-double.
2: hmm
0: He did his thing. Like, and no real rookie, like, besides the likes of a monster like LeBron James, like, goes off for, like, you know, 30 and 10, they all for his year.
2: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, um. He didn't have him.
1: I, I, they compared him to, like, Jason Kidd's first year. Yeah. I think Jason Kidd's first year, he had like, 12 points, 8 assists or something like that. So, yeah. it was yeah. kind of similar, like, 10 points, 9 assists, but. So, I'm curious to see what he's going to do. He shot, like, 45% from the free throw line. And as a point guard, that's, like, not acceptable. Okay. You have to be, like, 75 so, and above. He's I mean, a rookie. Yeah. That's that's okay, I guess. But Period. I he's mean,
0: a, my whole thing is he's a rookie. Free throws can
1: be improved. That's easy. But if, if they could do the draft over again, he wouldn't be a lottery pick. Well, That's fine. Maybe like after ten or something like Not that. Everybody
0: but. does. A lot of people like that. Draymond Green was the same way. I guess so. Flip it. Let's flip it. Draymond Green was what, second round? Yeah. He you went know, second round like
1: take two or second round.
0: Now you three times maybe a champ. Yeah. What was that? Once or twice defensive player of the year? Twice. Yeah. What do I have to say? What else do I need to say? The here? thing
1: is that like he came in like mind over matter. You no, know, it's like it's like the the whole scheme that like happened like the whole like marketing thing and all of this stuff it's just like I felt like everybody knew he wasn't gonna be dominant his first year and they put that on him like they shouldn't have put that on him you know they were going to you know why boy this was big mouth ass daddy right so they should have like calmed him down or something
0: (laughs) what can you tell your dad
1: well not him necessarily not like the kids telling the dad to chill out but I mean like you're working with, like, a corporation like the Lakers, an organization like the Lakers. The you know, Lakers know what I do like think?
0: Put something, like, a muzzle on them or something. You no, know what I do think? Put a muzzle on That's trash. Hold <laughs> <sighs> y'all this dude's <laughs> Anyway, that you know a what I think? Words? I think that if Tina was in her right state of mind, his wife. Okay. All that would be shut down. Okay. I think she'd just stop talking. Yeah. Let that
1: boy play ball. Do you think his uh, other two brothers are any good, though? Like, are good enough to stay on a roster? I love they said the youngest one is, like, the best out of all three, right?
0: He's a scorer. hmm Low-key, he's a logistic. If he works on his conditioning,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, actually takes it seriously, based okay. on what he's been doing, I think he's going to be he gonna be cold. Okay. I think he's going to be that, that, like, explosive point guard that just gives you buckets. That's LiAngelo, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh Lamello, Lamelo, yeah. yeah. Lamello, Youngest. Lamelo. Angelo is uh the middle. Yeah. We just call him Jello.
1: It took me so long to understand that Lavar is the dad, and Alonzo is the son. Cause I have an Uncle Alonzo, so I just automatically assume Alonzo is the older guy, older guy's name, that <laughs> old man. Name. Yeah, so I had to get over that.
0: So all of them I thought old. his name was Alonzo. To be honest with you, yeah, that would make. I haven't heard anybody name Alonzo in a very long time though. So Alonzo Morning.
1: My uncle's See, name is... that guy's so. like
0: ancient. Like, yeah, yeah. not your uncle. I don't yeah. know your uncle yet. So. Yeah, he cool. Don't tell your uncle. Him <laughs> <ancient>. <laughs> he might turn up like you the other day. Shabazz <laughs> Napier. Girl. Was that the guy from UConn? <laughs> that um, guy. Okay. He's legit. I like Shabazz. I like Make him a piston. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, music for the mental. We got some hot... We got some new stuff out here, man. Yep. And I have been listening to, like, a portion of it. Okay. <laughs> Not all of it. It's impossible to. Shout out to Nas, man. That new album, to me, is, like, dopeness.
1: I really no. enjoyed it. The first listen, is it's, it's, it's easy listen, you know. It's, yeah. It's
0: something that... I can let it play straight through. Right. And besides the fact that, that one dude's on there, because yeah. he whole ass produced it, <laughs> um, you know, for me, it's, it's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had, like, your favorite track yet on the first listen?
1: Initially, not for the radio. Ah. The first the first track, that's that's the one I like the most. That's a little controversial, man. Yeah, he was naming, you know, he, said, he was naming, like, Egyptian kings and yeah. going in like that. So that, that was dope. And then he had Diddy on there. It was basically like Hate Me Now Part 2, but a little bit more like educational, a little bit more history to
0: it. You know, it wasn't just, like, him flossing and stunting. You know what? What's that? I just put two and two together. That was like, hate me now part two. <laughs> I'm
1: slow. Yeah. Because Diddy, I mean, at the end, Diddy went in and he was like, y'all hate us because y'all ain't us. You stand around us and you feel nervous because we got greatness in us. And that's it. I only listened to it twice and I remember it. So that's how dope that was. I felt it. From a social part of your soul? Yeah. Oh, man. I probably, I probably listened to it another four or five
0: times today. So, and this is what I thought. So you, so you obviously heard everything. Yeah. With Kanye the yeah. uh, Yeah. Obviously Nice. Yeah. I thought that was what we were gonna get in Kanye West's album. Yeah. Versus putting it on somebody else's album. Yeah. Like. Cause he
1: touched a little bit of that like old Kanye. Like I actually enjoyed his appearance. Like what, it reminded me of like 808. Like with the way he was like being mellow and singing on the track and everything. Like it brought me back to like 09, 010 Kanye.
0: Well even not even just the singing portion but like. I thought we were going to get like those Kanye vibes on his album, okay? Because of all the controversies, I guess it's a good time to talk about Kanye. Yeah. But I thought we were going to get those type of vibes on his album, mm-hmm. and I gave it, you know, as a former, as a fellow black man, out former, <laughs> as a fellow black man, you know, I gotta give you your streams. Like I'll give Bush T his streams, uh-huh. I'll give Drake his streams as well. I will give you know any black man that puts out content, I'll give them their streams. No, let's let's give them their money up front. That's fine. Mm-hmm. However, I just cannot rock with a guy that sides with somebody that's obviously against the culture. Right. And when Gay did that up front, talking like, yeah, let's make America great again. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing?
1: That slogan doesn't include us.
0: No, it never did. Right. Because what's wrong with America? Why 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 are we not making it great? Why wasn't it great when Obama did it? Right. Was America ever great? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Define
1: yeah. greetings. Well, I think you have to, when they say America was great, the only people I can see, the only people I can understand that say that are people who aren't born here, who come here from nations and lands where they've been oppressed. So like, being at Wayne State, you know, we run into a lot of people who come from different parts of the world, you know, that are foreigners that didn't necessarily have the opportunities to, you know, control how much money they make, control how much they learn, control their lifestyle. So when they come over to America and are able to gain opportunities and are able to you know get great jobs at great companies able to actually have freedom and liberty i can understand why they would say america is great but for people who've been here who've been oppressed black americans native americans you know and you know around september 11th you know arab americans you know they were under a lot of scrutiny and discriminated against like for the for for those people who have been discriminated against on this land it was never great so, <laughs> right, exactly. So that's why I say the only people who I can understand who, who ever say America is great are the foreigners who came over here and actually made their lifestyle better.
0: One thing I'll only I will only give Kanye because look at the platform we've shows here. There's obviously something going on up there. Yeah. Whenever you lose a parent, you go through a transformation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a good one. Sometimes you jump off and okay. you do some weird stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that's where Kanye is. Um, And I wish the guy, that man, get back right. I'm not here to save him, Mm because he did that to himself. (sighs) But um, at the end of the day, I really do hope that he gets the clarity he needs to... Not not necessarily, he'll never be the old Kanye. I don't think that's ever happening. But to get to a level where we can actually respect him as a person. Mm -hmm. Me personally, it's not going to happen, because you like that one Cheeto in the office, so whatever, Mm -hmm. deal with it. Mm -hmm. But... So I'm giving it, man. Yep. I said I give him his honest time. There it is. Mm-hmm. Boom! Yep. Shout out to Nas on this new album. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say we're here to celebrate that album.
0: We are definitely celebrating this album.
1: What, what did the album cover represent to you? Because I didn't, I didn't look at it enough to pull something from it. But everyone kept posting it, you know, saying like, "Oh, this new Nasir album is fire." And I noticed like the album cover was like three or four like. 10 or 11 year old looking, you know, young black males. And one of them was holding like a semi-automatic weapon. Another one was holding, I think like a trophy or something like that. So I didn't really, I didn't have a chance to like try to interpret like what the
0: album cover meant. So my first impression of it is, it's, it's, it's really loaded. It really is loaded. But what I see when I look at this album cover is, you know, it's just the the way that little black boys are looked at as. Okay. The main different facets of it. So, I mean, you know, one thing is now we gotta learn as little kids how to hold our hands up and hope to God nothing happens. Okay. You know, we can't just play with toys no more. Okay. Never looked at as murderers, looked at as criminals, we're looked at as bad people and I think that's ultimately what that album kinda embraces. Mm-hmm. It's similar to what I think Mr. Glover did with This Is America. Mm-hmm. I think it's that same type of vibe. Like, you know, this, this is the world we live in. This is what it looks like. This is what people think we are. They think we're monsters. They think we're, you know, it is. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to live our lives and get our money. Yeah. So, I mean, Nas has always been some type of dope. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. I expected that type of cover anyway, so I'm yeah. excited. And give, I'm gonna give it some more streams to see what I got from it. But that is true; he does have dope album covers. When you say
1: that, like yeah. I, my
0: favorite album cover here is probably like
1: the Untitled album. We all know what the title was supposed to be, but I mean he had like the the Nazir in like whooped into his back. Yeah. I think that was that was like my favorite Nas album cover. Besides, like I like this one. I still have to, like, interpret it more, but on the surface, I like it. And then my third one would probably be, I think it was uh, I Am with the Mm. Egyptian, like, pyramid face on it. I think that was I Am. So, that was probably my... That that creeped me out as a kid. And then as I got older, like, of course, like, I did, like, knowledge and, like, understood, like, who Egyptians were, what Mm -hmm. the pyramids were. But just growing up in a Christian household and you see a face like that, it's like, that's demonic. Like, I'm not looking at that like Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, so. So, I mean, yeah. So, shout out to Nas and all his upcoming success. I know his first weekend numbers are going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, On another note, I mean... I still got a few different people in my titles streams going on right now. Okay. Uh, still got my man's Daniel Caesar. I still got some Cardi B going. <laughs> I still got Kod bumping. I went back to go get some old music, Soul Child.
1: Okay,
0: I did that too this week. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I got to, uh, what was know. it? There's one called so, "Um It's Like You Love Me." It's basically talking about like. You proved to me you love me. Okay, That's what's up. Okay. I feel that. It's like what back then, what old girl's new song is. What's that boot up? Yep. So, like, I haven't heard that yet. But it's like, this whole controversy about, like, why dudes be in the car, like, bumping that song and singing. I'm like, mm. because we like good music mm. and the beat is dope. Like, <laughs> get over it. Like, we'll get mad when, um, I don't know. I'm not forgetting that whatever <laughs> what you got going on <laughs> uh,
1: for me i went back i listened to like the i didn't dig into like the crates for music soul child i played like the stuff that was on the surface more so i just went to title press play for artist and then they played have crazy nah. um, love don't change
0: um what else was it uh teach me you gotta get adventures, you gotta hit that shuffle button
1: yeah i mean i get was
0: adventures.
1: Yeah, we had just left the movies, so Uh, we went and saw um, Ocean's 8. How was it? It was, well, it depends if you like the original Ocean's movies. Like, if you're, like, a real fan. Like, I'm not, like, a true, true fan of the Ocean's movies, but when I watch them, I'm pulled in. So, like, I enjoy the character of Danny Ocean and him and his, like, guys just, like, trying to, like, strip away money from casinos and and take art, you know, artifacts and things like that from museums in Italy. Like, I enjoy that, like, cat-and-mouse chase, so... In those movies, there's always a point where you go, like, ah, like, that's how they did it. Mm. And this movie, it didn't have that. It was so easy to follow. It was, like, so predictable. Um, there was, they had, like, one little thing, like, oh, okay, they they did that. Was Rihanna in that movie, too? She was, which is one of the reasons. How'd she do? She was dope. She was the person who, uh, she played the role of the person who, like, uh, what is it she was over cyber security for like the whole group so she was okay. the person who was able to like break into like different uh, well, technologies and was like girl freebie, you already know what it is so she was dope she had her lemonade braids popping in the movie and lemonade, lemonade braids yeah ain't those like the? Th- I don't know the proper name I, my, I follow my cousin like I, I say what she says so she called like the bulky like Black girl braids lemonade braids, so fair enough. That's what I called them, but yeah. So it was, it was a good, it was a good movie. I'm, I wouldn't hate on it. I would give it like a B minus C plus. But yeah, as far as, as far as it being an oceans movie, it didn't live up to like what I felt like those movies are capable of. Mm. But it's dope though. Fair enough. But up. music wise, I went back. Title recently just added um, Joey Bad's nineteen ninety nine mixtape. So I was playing that. Oh boy! Even before I came here, because like I used to have to go on YouTube or like download that like to my phone to listen to it. Go on uh, what's, what was that website called? Datpiff dot com. I used to have to go on there and download it and play it all the time when I wanted to hear it. So it's, title, yeah, it's on title now. So I, don't I love know title. Cool. I'm here for title, man. That's that's that was my favorite mixtape like through all of college. Like it came out like. May, June, two thousand twelve, and I remember I was taking like physics and some other classes and like Joey just got me through the summer. Like he was younger than me and he was helping me like <laughs> get through stuff. Like it was this sixteen, seventeen year old guy from Brooklyn. Mm. But that's that's my favorite mixtape. Like, everybody else was bumping, you know, section eighty and all the new the new Kendrick stuff at that time. I wasn't really on Kendrick then. I'm still really behind probably, but Joey was my guy that summer, so mm. I had to relive that. Do
0: you time. know what I actually can appreciate now as far as mixtapes? What's that? J. Cole's, uh, what's that, yours truly? Okay.
1: That, you, put, you put me on something else. So.
0: That? It's some gems on there. Okay. And it, it low key was just, I just found it on title. just popped up on title this year. Uh-huh. I didn't know if it actually existed a long time ago. Okay. But this is one song on there I, I'm here for. It. It's called, uh, and I'm going to give you this one. If my phone like right. I might throw this one off the window. <laughs> oh! No, nope. no connection. You're trash. See, I don't like this. Um, here, truly yours. Sorry, I flipped the words all around. Mm-hmm. This is a song called Kenny Lofton. That it's him and Jeezy on there.
1: Like the baseball player Kenny Lofton. Yeah.
0: You listen to it? Okay. All right. Now, in real life, I don't know who King Lofton was. I think he was a baseball player. It wouldn't surprise me he was a black baseball player.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look it up.
0: That would make sense.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Kenny Lofton, baseball player.
0: What player. do you play for? With the Tigers, I know that much. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: like I remember I have that. I had to do some digging and not saying on the surface.
0: But that song is fire. So when you get a chance, that's your all homework. Indians well, and Dodgers. Indians and Dodgers? Yep. Yeah, skip the Indians. Yeah. But
1: the only reason I knew his name was because on the episode of the Waynes Brothers, Kenny Lofton was on there. Do you remember that? What? It was the I episode. Go I'm going to watch my homework. It was the episode where Sean and Marlon were coaching, like, uh, Little League Baseball. Oh, and, then, and then Marlon is like, he was like, man, I played on the same team as little Kenny Lofton. And, like, Kenny Lofton was the center fielder. Marlon was the right fielder. And Kenny Lofton stole, like, the game saving save. And save. <laughs> like, he put his glove over Marlon's glove and got the ball <laughs> when it was little. And Marlon was so mad because, like, he found out the Little League the league was sponsored by Kenny Lofton because he was in the MLB so it was like Kenny Lofton's league, like league and he was just like so heartbroken that's, I
0: think I slightly remember this episode <laughs> but that's my homework alright because I love the wins brothers Yeah, I actually seen Marlon's uh, well listen the uh Marlon's interview this week on The Breakfast Club okay hilarious yeah he's I always love 20. Marlon yeah. but yeah so that, that's your homework look up that song alright I'm gonna go check out that episode tonight though <laughs> it's happening so anyway um that's really it for the music world Um, there's a lot of more but if we did this all day then we'll give y'all another two hour episode and I'm trying not to do that today (laughs) so we'll see how this goes but with that being said we will jump right into our mental matter of the week and are you ready for that good sir I'm so ready for it you ready for it I'm so ready for it (laughs) That's how like, you just press the button and it said that. Uh, I'm ready for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm ready to I was born ready. Oh, okay. Here we go. If you, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. There
0: it is. Yeah. yeah. Told by OG. My, my pastor taught me that one. Yo, pastor? Yeah. He probably a real OG, ain't he? If it? you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. He probably got them gator shoes, don't he?
1: He got something. See? I seen him wearing some loafers today, so. Oh. Cat daddy strutting all of Cat that. Cat daddy strutting. <laughs> Cat
0: daddy strutting. I just be talking,
3: man. <sighs> yeah, you be talking.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay, so moving on. Our oh, mental matters this week is an OD to the Pops. Pop, Pop, Sugar Pops. Not Got a Hammer Pops. Not Pops like cereal, mm-hmm. but... Pops, because it's Father's Day tomorrow. Yep. And so, shout out to all the dads out there. Um, personal shout out to my dad. Rest in peace to Mr. Andrew Matthew Winfrey Jr. Mm-hmm. Love you and miss you. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for the man you made me today. So, big shout out to my pops. Yep. I actually celebrate him now. I'm in a way better place, so I'm actually excited to talk about dads. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a dad yet, but maybe one day (laughs) we'll (laughs) see how that goes because my wife can barely stand me most days so I don't think she wants a little me anytime soon a little Richard don't say little Richard no (laughs) little Richard's not I I didn't didn't mean it like that You're gonna be a junior god dang it (laughs) but um so yeah um I'm excited because dads are instrumental in my opinion to the household if you were fortunate enough to have your father around then there's a good possibility if if your dad was an outstanding gentleman that you gained a lot of his qualities in that. So, um, I remember a lot about him, and I'll try not to give all the details, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, obviously, dad can be somebody special. On the flip side, mm-hmm. I have noticed, I have seen some very trash fathers. Okay. I personally want to bop them in the nose, but I can't go around bopping people in the (laughs) nose because that's how we repeat the cycle of end up in jail. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I guess we will start this episode with, as far as this topic is concerned, um, what is your, if you have to describe your father to you in one word, What would that word be and why? Mm -hmm. One word may be hard. Let's say three different words. Three words to describe your father and why.
1: I'll say strong willed, uh, thoughtful, and strong willed, thoughtful. And I'll just go with. can't think of a third word solely as a phrase but like someone who's responsible so he's responsible right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you just had
0: to make that word the a word. You know? responsible yeah.
3: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> why yeah. do you say that he's strong willed thoughtful and responsible
1: well I would say my dad is strong willed because I mean my dad always worked uh, second shift like, mm-hmm. as long as he worked. So, in the morning, he was always taking care of his responsibilities, which is the third word that I gave. Um, it was, like, I always was in p.m. kindergarten and p.m. whatever, like, even after school and stuff like that. So, um, I used to hang with him in the morning when I was younger, go through all the errands with him, pay all the bills, like, he'll handle mm-hmm um the bill payments for like my grandmother you know he wouldn't like make her like i see like grandparents going on how to like take care of their business like my dad was like no you my mom i'll take care of all that stuff for you like just give it to me i'll take it make sure it's uh, figured out for you you don't have to worry about that um go grocery shopping for her so she won't have to go to the supermarket by herself so that's where he's thoughtful um even like the way that he uh he was always he was always focused on like getting the task done like even even now like my dad a couple days ago he texted me because I had his lawnmower. <laughs> he was like, Hey, I need my lawnmower back because I got to cut the grass in our alley. Like, me and the neighbor, we rotate like month to month on who cuts the grass in the alleyway. So, I need you to get my lawnmower back so I could, you know, own up to like what I owed him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he didn't say all man. of that, but he was just like, I need my lawnmower back. So, he, he... <laughs> goes, <going
0: youngster? laughs> can I get my lawnmower back?
1: So, yeah, I mean, so he's it, just always like taking care of business, making sure that. Everything that's supposed to be taken care of in his reach is always on point. So. That's what's up. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yep. Hmm. If I had to describe my father in three words, <laughs> I don't know. It's man. He deserves paragraphs. That man was crazy. <laughs> the craziest one. <laughs> you really gonna go with that? I sure am. I get half my ways from this man. Okay. Just genetically. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy. Um he was and I have to give a phrase here. He was always the uh what do you call it? Always the life of the party. Okay. He was he was the he was the life of the party. hmm and he was very sincere. Okay. Very sincere. So I'll go to sincere off. He was very sincere because if there's anything that you knew about my dad, mm-hmm. you knew he loved my mom. Like okay. even when they got divorced, and mm-hmm. got remarried. Okay. When they argued, when they loved each other, uh-huh. when they actually liked each other. <laughs> that he legit was very sincere about his feelings and his emotions. Okay. He was not afraid to actually say those things. Mm-hmm. Um, He's actually the reason why I don't mind having certain discussions because okay. it's better to say things than things go left unsaid. Okay. Then they get interpreted. And then they get misconstrued. And then they become just full-out wrong thoughts. Mm-hmm. So he was very sincere and upfront with those type of things. Okay. And if he came to you with something that was on his mind, it's because he cared. It's not because he went to harp on something all day. He didn't like to argue, but if you heard him roar, my god. <laughs> um, life of the party. So, my dad was really a, a very avid church person, which uh-huh. is actually very funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you knew him, you know exactly what I mean. Uh-huh. But no matter if he was talking to pastors, talking to, you know, the other deacons in the church, he probably should have been a deacon. To be honest with you, that's just how cool he was. Mm-hmm. Whether he have guests over to the house, mm-hmm. whether my mama had friends over, he was always the funniest guy in the room. Like always. I was just like, Where do you get this from? Uh but he was always the life of the party. And when I say crazy, I think my mama made him crazy, be honest <laughs> with you. But um you know, I, I think that goes back to his whole, you know, on one end, the jokingly crazy, but the other end, he will snap on you just like that if you do wrong. He did not like when people play him. Okay. He did not like when people do him wrong. kill mm-hmm. that? <laughs> one of my most favorite now moments because he can't do it anymore is when he, uh, when you do something wrong. Yeah. So he lean over the table. He just like a little grin. Why do you do that? Wow. <laughs> 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 That's actually the reason the back of my head is as flat as it is now, because uh, he knocked some sense into me a few times. But um, I was like, man, this man is crazy. But that's just how he was. You know, born in the South, he was born in Georgia. He always had his snapback hat on, mm-hmm. and it was always cocked. And I don't know why this was. Always had this cocked hat. And I'm like, Dad, what are you trying to cool? Mm-hmm. Like, I am cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Dad, you old. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not cool anymore. But I'm pretty sure I'm that way now, so it's okay. all good. So, um, but yeah, those would be the three things I describe my dad as: it was crazy, life of the party, and sincere. Yeah. So, but yeah, um. I. Hmm. So, question. Of those three things you just mentioned, yep. which of them do you think help contribute to you being the person you are the most?
1: I think being. I'm not as responsible as I want to be. So I wouldn't say that one. But I don't know if it's, like, I'm not responsible as I want to be because I try to juggle so much, and then something always tends to just fall to the back. I think that may be it. Mm-hmm. But I'll go with strong Um, That's the one that my dad had that I think, like, fell down to me. Mm-hmm. Like, before we even recorded, like, earlier today, I was at Wayne State, and I was walking through the college of engineering, and I just had, like, all these, like, memories of, like, Back in now when I first came as a freshman out of high school, like, I didn't know anything. I was scared, but I was ready. Like, not scared in the sense of, uh, like, I was, like, frightened to go to school or I was scared to, like, meet new people. It was just, I didn't know, like, the road that I was supposed to take. Like, how how is all this going to, like, plan out the way that will make me successful in the end so just like going through like all those emotions while looking at pictures and seeing like like all the new progressions that they have on campus like just revisiting all that earlier today it just it helps me know that like it was like prayers of my family and like like my strong will and all those things mixed together with like just the opportunity um that came when going to college like that's what got me through and then me being able to get through college successfully those things um helped me to be where we are today like it helped me get the career that i have today helped me get you know i met my wife in college so it helped me gain that relationship so through the strong will just finishing high school and going to college and going through all those failed courses that we talked about on other episodes and you know it was the strong will that my dad passed down to me to help me get to the place that i am today
2: so mm-hmm.
1: i'll go with that one yeah
0: that answer the question yeah i think so okay if I had to, can I just smush them, up in everything? Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I would say the most that probably contribute the most to who I am now is I'm actually surprised it's not the life of the party thing. Okay. Because I realize I'm always the backseat person. Like, mm-hmm. that's just them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if we ever have, my wife and I ever had friends over, mm-hmm. they more likely want to talk to her. They don't want to talk to me. Okay. Which is fine. You used to be a life with a party
1: though, right? You know, I, maybe. I remember seeing you on campus, and I always associated you with being, like, an avid talker. Like, every time I saw you, like, I didn't even know you in something, like, the earlier phase of it. But I would, talk too much. Yeah, I would just know, I would know your face, and I'd be like, hey, that's, that guy's a part of a fraternity. He, he, he tutors. Like, you were just always, every time I saw you, you were
0: moving. So, that's why I associated you with that I think that's that the, even now, though. Like, I move too much. Yeah. He's sitting my butt down. <laughs> I'm always tired. But, um... So, I would say that, but (laughs) as Madam E.P. said, I'm always on some some sentimental stuff. (laughs) So, I would definitely say that sincere part. Mm -hmm. So, as crazy as I am, as silly as I am, one of the things I always tell everybody, especially, like, and obviously I can only relate to that, but especially, like, black boys and black men, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I said, the only thing that I truly care about is about your success as a black man in society. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that actually matter. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about how many girls you got, yeah. I don't care how much money you make. hmm I don't care about what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear. All that right. stuff don't matter. All right. I care my thought process is are you going to be an outstanding man in society? hmm You don't have to be the president of the United States to be an outstanding man in society. All right. You don't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Obama just was outstanding man have to be president of the United States. (laughs) But you can be your best genuine self and be that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can show love, you can give love to people, you can empower people to do be their best selves. You can, you know, just genuinely be the person that you are and have a positive impact on the community. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're genuinely an asshole though, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't talk to me because I'm gonna let you know about it. Like I actually had a run-in with somebody like that, but yeah, skip that guy. Okay. But um, but yeah, I definitely get that from him because you know I'm not gonna. I and mean, I've actually learned how to not really judge people based on what they look like or not. Yep. But I only judge people based on what their actions are, yep. and you know how they treat people. Mm-hmm. So I don't like people treating me like crap. So I'm not gonna let nobody else get treated like crap. Right. Like even today at work, I had a situation where, you know, this guy who's not black was talking to um, one of my coworkers, and actually somebody I supervise. Mm-hmm. And he was like getting in there. I understand it's a loud environment, yeah. but he was still getting in her face like she you knows what she was talking about. And I immediately stepped in like, yo, whoa, 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 whoa.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm an acting supervisor. Okay. Any problems you may have, mm-hmm. let me know. Yep. And we can address them as men. Okay. Because I don't believe in disrespecting anybody's space. Right. I do not like when people get in my space. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what her little self was going through. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, bro, you, you, this is what you're not going to do. Yeah. Like, let's. I actually take this back to, you know, and I want to get into this next actually, but that whole protector thing is really mm-hmm. real. I remember when I first started dating my wife. We were thinking the you uh, we were in the ESP Lounge. You okay. remember that area? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And there was this one dude, he was in a different frat and everything. And he said something. I'm not even going to say what it is, because I don't want to throw no organizational no shade out here. Uh-huh. Y'all know who the best. Um, I did anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay. But no, we're all, we're all equal, all different. So that's what makes us awesome. But in this particular day, this guy sucked. And he got really, really close to my girlfriend at the time. And I immediately like, grabbed him by his jacket and just threw him away. Okay. Like, just shoved him away. I'm like, wow. You could do that with somebody else, but not these over here, partner. Mm-hmm. I never talked to that man again. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking like, I mean, I, I mean my bad. Yo, I didn't even, even know what's like them. like, yeah, it was like that. Yeah. It's like that. Mm-hmm. What up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just looking like, this man's crazy. Yep. But again, that's how I was into <laughs> what I'm going into here. So, Another thing that my dad honestly was, and I know I get it from him honest, is that fact that he was a true protector.
2: Okay.
0: Like, just through and through, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna mess with me and mine, I will throw you on the ground before anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically an instance where, um, so my dad had multiple children, and it's like past marriages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And one of the instances was... It was my stepsister and my mom. had got into it one night, mm-hmm. so my mom, you know, everybody got their spot now. The and one thing you don't do, you don't just crash somebody's spot. Yep. So my stepsister got in my mom's spot, and she's like, "My sister's just going off. Like, who you think you is? You ain't nobody. Mm-hmm. Blah blah. You just somebody. My dad is banging. All this other crap." In my bed, my dad sleep in his room. No matter what, he don't mm-hmm. care if you don't sleep with him or not. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in my room. All I right, hear was footsteps—boop, boop, 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 boop boo. hmm <laughs> and next thing you know, like she was trying to like actually fight my mom. Oh. And I just remember, boom! <laughs> I'm like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! What just happened? Mm-hmm. He literally threw her off my mind okay. and said, don't you ever hit my wife again. I swear to God on my grave. Uh-huh. I let your little ass have it. And I was just like, oh
2: my God, <laughs> he just threw her on the ground. <laughs> That's what you get. That's
0: crazy. And it was crazy because my other stepsister was in town. She lives in Canada. Uh-huh. And she's just like, oh my
3: God, oh my God, what's going on?
0: But she was being disrespectful and he mm-hmm. he loves his children, mm-hmm. each differently, but when it came to my mama, mm-hmm. no games were played, bro. Like it was all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Even I don't like to approach my wife wrong, so I'm damn we're well not gonna <laughs> let you do it. And um he was ultimately protected and I just know that over time, like even if it's my own family, like I've kinda gotten that from him. Like, I am the protector of my wife. Even if she legit... Like, there's a lot of instances where I feel like she don't need me to protect her at all because, you know, she's a little unstatured, but she's that person. Yep. But, like, don't get it twisted. Like, if I ever feel like I need to step in and will step in, oh, I'm gonna step in. you can going be like, oh, my God. Who's that guy? Oh, that's that's Junior's son right there. They call my dad Junior. And uh that's just how I was. So I mean he was definitely that um so I definitely got that protection trait from him. Okay. Um what would you say is probably your favorite trait you get from your dad? Probably a sense of humor. Oh yeah. my I need to meet your daddy. <laughs> oh my we we gotta make this happen. I think I think my
1: sense of humor comes from my dad. Like he finds like laughter and uh and everything. Oh boy. Like, I mean like I remember being a kid. My dad would take me to the barbershop shop, and like he would just sit there and just like laugh at other customers. And oh just, like, boy. <laughs> he'd be egging—not necessarily egging them more, like like you know, talking to them and stuff, but just his laughter would of them. You know, guys in the barbershop, shop—they perform. Like, everything that they say is not the truth, but they tell them the story. Yeah. So, in this story, this is going to be true to make why story is it story get over so, so, why is it
0: that we do that? It's like, I think that's a cultural thing. It like is. We always exaggerate the story to make it sound real, real cool. Yeah. That joint was actually really lame in real life. Like, why do we do that? It's so funny.
1: It's because the story has to, you have to, in the barbershop, it's like you have to finish the performance, I guess. Like it's the You got to tell us that story. Yeah. So Fair enough. My dad, he used to get, like, so much, like, laughter. And humor out of just like going to the barber shop and laughing at like guys. But that's stores. the spot though. Yeah. So I mean like I like if you tell anybody else in any other culture, I don't think they'll be like, I went to the barbershop, and I was laughing. Like I don't know if that
0: happens to other no. cultures. So For I some mean, people it's like going to the doctor. Like Yeah. For us it's like a it's our self care. It's like mm-hmm. it's that like, whole experience. It's like tell mm-hmm. so my barber, well, I got two barbers, but <laughs> <laughs> But there's a reason. <laughs> One of my barbers (laughs) is my, like, childhood friend. Okay. He actually got his own barbershop now. Okay. And so, for that whole thing, I'm like, I got to support my man. Uh-huh. But then, when I was in college, I met another gentleman, my big homie Dave. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, he always kept me right in college. Uh It was always feeling low. Like, I never had to spend over, like, 12 bucks for a haircut. And I was like, my man, Uh I'm going to keep coming here. And it's around the corner. So... At the end of the day, between my closest friend one of my close childhood friends John and Dave, I mean, I support both i and it's not that whole this loyalty thing like I will never just be like, no, "I don't like you and one and so It's like, no, I support these guys equally in what they do. Because it's a service to the community, definitely, mm-hmm. but I mean, I got those different types of those different individuals, and if I had to put somebody on for haircut, I always tell them, I got two like. <laughs> If you don't mind paying a little bit extra, uh-huh. and you want that you want that Razor round up with it, mm-hmm. go to my man's giant. Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to spend as much and still get that same quality, you know, he probably won't give you the Razor boy, okay. but they going to hook you up, too. Okay. Do they know about each other, or is it just... They probably do.
1: <laughs> if they don't, they do now.
0: <laughs> but no, like, they know I equally rock with them. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not even a secret.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just, just sounds funny. Like, it just sounds like a... Uh... Like a guy who has like two girlfriends. It's like, it's like, no, I ain't <laughs> nothing <laughs> like that. Way. It ain't nothing like that. No, I got this one because you know she gonna make sure I eat good. I got this one because she let me crash over. Like, right. like she let me crash and smash.
0: No, nah, I, mean, I wasn't gonna say the last word. Nah, man. No, no, no. I mean, for me, like you, you, it's that experience. It's that ther. It's that therapy kind of like. Yeah. You get the. It's the same thing we really do here. It's like we we create that space. Mm-hmm. And we just let it go. Like, this is mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. That's why I think, while well, we always laugh and talk like over the podcast, but, you know, yeah. it's all good.
1: Yeah, that's what the, the barbershop was for him, too. I think it still is. Yeah. And even though now he's older, like, he laughs at, like, the younger guys now. But,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so, yeah, my sense of humor, I got that from my dad. Like, even in, even in, I'm not going to say bad situations, but even in situations where you're probably not supposed to get a laugh out of that, like, he'll get a laugh out of it. Like, try to think of something real quick, like. I don't like even even like what's the good one? So many that he had over the years. Still mm-hmm. has. Like uh, I guess like when he when he was at work one time, <laughs> my dad told this joke about uh one of the guys on his team who was his coworker had like disgruntled the other coworker, like made them like irritated with him over some stuff so my dad's just like going to work like he regularly does and he comes in these two co-workers are like, irritated with each other so he says the one co-worker goes to the restroom to do number two and he's in there for like a long time so the other co-worker goes in there after like 15 or 20 minutes and he uh makes a, a huge whatever spitball or whatever and he's just like whims it like over the bathroom stall at the uh, guy still sitting on a, on a giant. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, like that has to get reported to like HR and stuff. My dad, you know, he told us about, like, yeah, these guys at work are crazy. Like, just uh, <laughs> Yeah? So so situations like that, my dad will find like laughter in that, even though oh, it's probably oh, something that has to go to HR and stuff
0: like yeah, that. Yeah, that's definitely not a good thing.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's where I get my sense of humor from my dad.
0: That's Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm playing a little game. I almost just want to harp on our actual dads because one of the things I really last time we had a discussion about dads being in our lives mm-hmm. or even moms even I feel that the we feel, I feel like we failed to mention of the fact that everybody don't have their dad yeah. or some people don't have that same experience
2: mm-hmm.
0: like they have those negative experiences. Swear to that, my dad ain't spit or whatever it may be. So, um, I try to imagine. Like a story of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like just I'm gonna just say it, just ain't shit dads.
2: Okay.
3: Like I know
0: they exist, mm-hmm. I know okay. they exist. I wish that we could have actually polled yeah. ancient dads and mm-hmm. see what we would have got. I think I still want to do that. See how it goes. Okay. But you know, let, let's kind of talk about it. So there's some people you know in your life, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. And they turned out just pretty trash. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say who they are, because I think that's just rude. Mm -hmm. But think about some people that you know that didn't have their fathers in their lives. Like, and like, what does that look like?
1: Like, I'll I'll even say the case where you could present in your kid's life and still be a trash dad. This is true. I've experienced that more than like I don't I don't know a lot of I don't know a lot of the stories with guys that like didn't have their dads in their lives. I, I actually have time I just, prime I just example. can't recall like It any just of them. came to me but but I just I know like guys who had their dads present and like they were there, they weren't like locked away, they weren't like living in another city, none of that. They were actually like there in their lives like Monday through Friday there every day and like they still So you so
0: there for the weekend?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like when, I, when I say like trash dads that were present, I mean, like I know guys who I grew up with who dads were there, but they didn't put the necessary, uh, I guess you could say, they didn't put like an imperative sense to getting your education. They didn't instill in them, you know, how to be righteous. They didn't instill in them, um, like how to be, smart with relationships or how to, how do you treat a woman? They didn't teach them these things. So it's like, now that they're older and they never got taught these things, but they still have their dad in their life. They're just like their dad. Like their dad may have had like four or five kids, with like four or five different women and they're following that same trail. You know, they're not having, um, valuable relationships, healthy relationships with women. Um, they're bad with money. They're the guys who, you know, they go to the club every weekend and don't necessarily have um, a, a way to like get income they're not knowledgeable in certain areas so like that's i see i see those cases a lot more like trash dads present and they're they're instilling by not telling their kids or their sons like hey this is what you should do they're not telling they're not having those conversations like this is what you should do so their kids are learning okay this is what my dad did so i'm gonna do that too he didn't teach me no other way so i'm gonna do what he did you know so i see that a lot more like around my community um with guys who i grew up with than the flip side of that other of the dad not being there.
0: The messed up thing is those people can sometimes exist in your own family.
1: Mm.
0: And I have an example of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really scared of the possibility that he might hear this one day because yeah, he's trash. But, um, <laughs> so, I have a brother. I actually do have a real life brother. Surprise, I have a brother.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't talk to him at all anymore, especially, but mm-hmm. I do. Obviously, I think about them from time to time, and you know, I hope that he's doing well. But I realized that, like I said this before, some family members you don't have to associate with as much
2: mm-hmm.
0: if they're bad for your energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's people in general, but especially family. It's very touchy, but it's really true. Mm-hmm. And so my dad had a son, who was his namesake, and, yeah, he's trash. Like, I <laughs> mean, he hangs out on the streets all day. You know, he claim he got all these chicks, which I've seen. their butt ugly. No such thing as an ugly person, but they are toe up. I'm sorry. They just are. It's just Aces, a spades, a spade, apples, apple. It's sunny outside, and he's women are trash, just like him. So, um, and I say trash for the sake of their behaviors, things that they do. hmm and just overall character, I'm like, trash in, trash out. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. Yep. Um, this guy was, when I was like, even like, maybe like, I don't know, 17, whatever it is. Yep. He's only a little bit older. But he's out here smoking weed, you know, doing other stuff in the streets, drinking <laughs> at the younger age and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, duh, like, you get to you do all this stuff? He's like, yeah, man, you're just not cool, so you can't get down with this, man. I'm like, I'm not cool. That's when I actually realized I didn't want to be cool. Like everybody <laughs>
3: else.
0: <laughs> I like seeing what my brother had kind of turned into. Uh-huh. Like, I even remember we used to, you know, we're brothers, so we do brother types at one point in time. Uh-huh. So I had the basketball room in the backyard. Sure. We hoop. He had a little bit of a jump shot, but it was pretty much trash. Okay. Then add to the fact he smoked. Okay. So I would just give him buckets. Like, okay. <laughs> like I would just give him the work. He'd be like, man, whatever, man. You, whatever you think you all that you got a little jump shot. Uh-huh. You a young fella. I'm like don't oh, you, you, you these buckets bro because <laughs> you trash <laughs> and uh, tell you that we had a pool table I gave him buckets
2: mm-hmm.
0: but all that to say moving back to this my dad really wasn't in his life like that okay he contributed to us different things mm-hmm. so my dad gave me time energy mm-hmm. he cooked for me he made sure I was fed he made sure I had clothes on my back okay. he made sure the bills was paid
2: mm-hmm.
0: he gave my brother money okay yeah that money didn't do anything. Yeah. What my brother got do? Bought some shoes. Right. Bought the Pippins. Mm-hmm. Bought whatever. Spent it on snacks. Mm-hmm. Spent it on drugs. Yeah. And, you know, but the issue, the other thing was, he was okay with that. He was like, Yeah, hey, I'm getting this money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, You're getting it from your dad. Mm-hmm. You ain't really out here getting this money. All right. I mean, if you is, that's a whole nother part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. But, I then understood why some young people, especially young boys, grow up to be, be these young men that are trash, and it's because even if, like you said, if you have your father in your life, mm-hmm. if you don't have that investment of actual time and energy with that person, yep. you're not going to get anything from them. Mm-hmm. So if that dad has something to actually offer you, and you're not getting it because Whatever reason, you probably gonna end up being trash. Okay. Probably. Mhm. But then again, if your dad is actually trash, let's go flip here. Yeah. If your dad's a trash individual, he happens to be around, and you notice that early on, mm-hmm. then you might change your whole character and not be like your dad. Either yeah. way to go, you might not be like your dad mm-hmm. because that time and energy isn't there being spent. It's not enough. Nurturing, there. there's not enough learning, not enough growth and development. And, you know, from what I've just seen outside like, looking in, that's why some of these dudes be out here just trash. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hate when, you know, for man to man stuff, I hate when women throw the guys in the in the crap like the crabs in the bucket and just say, all guys are the same. That actually pisses me off. Because yeah. you and I both know. Mm-hmm. Even though I me and you have a lot of, like, lot of similarities, yep. we're not the same. Yep. And I consider us to be the, the quote unquote good guys. Yeah. So you want know I me mean? and you in the bucket <laughs> with them? <laughs> that
1: used to bother me, and then like when I do is I look at the person who, who's saying it most of the time. Yep. And they're probably that's a word. Not a person who I really you know will take something from
0: to mean anything. That's a word. So, but then again, there's certain behaviors I like you like. I see why she said that, cause I mean, <laughs> yeah, bro, you trash, bro. Yeah, yeah, you ain't had no daddy. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I see where the fathers are definitely important there. Um, man, I just hate trash people, man. I'm sorry.
1: I noticed with some of my friends who I grew up with, who, like I said, like their their dads um, were present, but uh, like comparing them to me, it was kind of like. Like, if I compare, like, my path to theirs, it was kind of like Boys in the Hood, whereas, like, I felt like Trey, like, I felt like Cuba Gooden's character, and they were more like, you know, Ice Cube's character, or mm-hmm. they were more like Ricky. Because Ricky, you know, like, he, he was on the right path. He was gonna go to college and everything, and, um, you know, I got taken away from him, but he was still, like, unguided, like, unnurtured, and he didn't have anybody who he could lean on, like he had an older brother, like in his in the character Ice Cube played. But um, that Ice Cube's character Doughboy had nothing to offer <laughs> Not <at laughs> so, to, um. to give anybody anything to go further in life. <laughs> where where uh, Trey um, Cuba Guns character, he can go to his dad. His name was I uh, uh, start with an F. I can't think of it. Uh, but yeah, he went to uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character. He could always just go talk to him about anything. Like my favorite scene is a scene where he's talking to him about like when he like first was like first time he was with a woman or a young lady. And like I remember watching that scene, just thinking like when I first saw like, this is nasty or whatever like that. But then like as I get older and I, and I might like watch the movie again, I'll I'll look at that and I'll be like. If something does like if I have a son and 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 he has experiences, no matter like what the experience is, I'm hoping he can like come to me and talk to me about anything so
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, just going back to um like me just like talking about like the paths like I noticed that like like me having my dad, my friends who didn't have their dad there every day, like encouraging them to be an example, I noticed that we did take like different paths like and it's not it's not a bad thing, it's just um. It's just something that I noticed. Like, I, I took the traditional route of going to school, getting a job, getting married. Um, they may have taken the route of not going to college, but still finding some way to make income that's legal and uh, still being able to support themselves. But they may not have, you know, a, a relationship with God or they may not have, um, they might not be, like, the next pillar that their family could count on. So Those, those are just things that I noticed between, like, me having like the structure that I had and and some of my friends who unfortunately didn't have like the same structure that I had.
0: Mm. This is important.
1: And I don't really like talking about it because I feel like when I talk about it, like people might think that I'm like boasting or that I'm like trying to like put them down, but it's not like that. It's just, this, this is what happens. This is life, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean... Because I, I, I used to get that sometimes in school, where it's like, man, your daddy come pick you up, man. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I so, that. now picture this, though. So, my dad used to work for Metro cars. Okay. So, my dad used to drive me off and pick me up from school. Uh-huh. It was in the Chrysler. Okay. Or it was in Lincoln. The
1: 300?
0: <laughs> yeah. The old school. And so, like, if you were looking at me like, oh, you think you better than us? Cause yeah. you you it that like. I never said I was better than you, bro. Like you said this, but but here's the other thing too. Let's even dive deep into that because I think there's a a mental health lesson to be learned here. So say you're that person, You're the person that's looking at the guy hopping in this car,
2: yeah.
0: getting picked up by their dad, getting seeing that love and emotion, mm-hmm. you know, seeing that interaction. You don't feel the best sometime about that. Yeah. You know, and you take a route, more travel. I won't even say less travel because it's common America. Mm-hmm. You take the road, less travel. And you look for that acceptance somewhere else. Yep. Somebody to, you know, raise you up, show you ropes. And you turn to the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the, the true nature of what we see every single day. Yep. So when people are out here like... Getting in trouble, getting robbed, and like here, middle of the city, here shots going up, blah blah blah. Yep. It's because you ain't never had nobody like tell you like, "Hey, what the hell you doing? Mm -hmm. What you out here doing, young man?" Right. Like you don't have that. One time you sometimes get that is if you happen to have a male teacher. Mm -hmm. I have my dad. I have three male teachers in middle school, like black male teachers,
1: and that's rare. <laughs> I think I had two.
0: For math, science, and computers. I had one. I had two for math. That
1: was it. Bro. The other ones might have been substitutes, but math, substitutes science, and computers. Yeah. And
0: computers. Yeah. Who gets that? Those no are my core classes. Uh-huh. I needed stuff to be in this year. <laughs> I got that from black males. Right. Like, I got the discipline at home from my dad. Like, mm hmm. That's a rarity. I realized that I had a special privilege at my point in my life. Yeah. But the issue is, it's not a special privilege. Mm-hmm. It's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's what it's supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to have both your parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're supposed to have a mother and a father that helps raise you. Right. I even had my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay, that part might be a little bit of special privilege, but <laughs> even yet and still... People have grandparents all the time. People have parents all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, there's a bit of a... say a lost culture within the... You know, within African Americans because... You know, some daddies ain't shit. Just call it what it is.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Some guys really ain't shit. Right. Some mamas ain't shit. That's just the nature of what we go through. And sometimes... When babies are making babies and having babies and raising babies, you don't know how to raise this child. And because you try to do your own thing, now we got another lost generation here. And now they're trying to catch up and learn mm-hmm. from their childish mama, from their childish right. daddy. Right. In this case, childish daddy. Mm-hmm. And if childish daddy dip because he ain't ready to be no dad, they yep. have a child raising a child without another child to be that child's daddy. Mm-hmm. Very confusing, but very true. Mm hmm. And you see that cycle, like I've seen people that live that lifestyle, and I'm just like, can I just snatch this kid up myself? Like yeah. I don't have no kids right now, but I'll gladly take care of yours. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I was at work the other day, and this guy was uh, pushing, well, like he pulling his uh, looks, what seemed like his daughter in the um, you sure, know, those red wagons.
1: Red. Oh, okay, red wagon.
0: It was a little green one, but okay, like okay. the plastic ones. You yeah, remember, the, you yeah. remember the plastic ones? Yeah. And, the first thing this man said to me, and it pissed me off to my core, was, you can have it right now, I don't know, you can have it right now, bro, like, no problem. I hate when people do that, like, it pisses me off. That's crazy. And I was like, she's beautiful, like, how can you say that in front of this beautiful little girl, like... I deserve to kick you in the throat. Like, how dare you? Like, don't do that, bro. Like, bust, bust his head to the white meat. <laughs> bust his hand to the white meat show. That was, a, that was your daddy' favorite phrase.
3: <laughs> he took you back.
0: But, uh, but, yeah, like, you, your job as a father is to, you know, protect the family, really. You protect your immediate family. You protect your children. You protect your wife it's you're, you're supposed to be that way. My dad was definitely a protector for me. Um, he taught me how to fight. <laughs> he taught me a lot of different things. And at the end of the day, like I'm very glad that I didn't have him. But I'm also cognizant of the fact that someone didn't have a dad. And, you know, that's why I don't mind, like, you know, mentoring young young boys or mm-hmm. um, young teenagers or things of that nature. I don't mind doing that. Because I realized that either dad was around and wasn't shit, or dad wasn't around because he wasn't. So that's just how it is. And it's a sad reality, but you know, and sometimes that makes days like tomorrow very difficult. Like yeah. That makes Father's Day hard. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm just fortunate enough that I was able to quote unquote live a normal life. Uh-huh. And go through the experience I went through with them, whether they were bad or good, or whether it was a ham side of my head because I did something stupid. <laughs> and I learned from those moments. So, um, if you listen to this right now, you don't have that father figure. I mean, or you don't have that dad. I mean, think of anybody that was been like a father figure to you, whether it be an uncle, grandfather, uh, male teacher, um... Female teacher, your mother, your aunt, whoever is playing the dad role. I'm not going to exclude anybody. That's just disrespectful. But, like, you know, definitely give them their kudos on the tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to play a game. Okay. I'll make it quick, though, because I'm not trying to be for five hours.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> I might take a spot in the corner and go to sleep. <laughs> so... You grew up watching sitcoms, right? Yep. A lot of favorite sitcoms. I have some favorite sitcoms. Yep. And we love sports too, so let's do it this way. Okay. If you had to have a you have top you have five the five first picks in the draft.
2: Uh-huh.
0: You're building your, you're building your top five. Okay. T V dads. Who are you drafting? Be real, despite what's going on right now in the world, cause yeah. I understand yeah. we might have to revoke access to our favorite dads <laughs> from the past. But if you're basing it based on the fact that when you watch these shows, yeah. you felt like, I like that guy. Yeah. That dad is, uh-huh. yeah, that guy. Uh-huh. Who's your top five? Number
1: one, I'll just have to go Uncle Phil. Philip Banks. Man. it was, was dope. Yes. Judge Philip Banks. Because the reason I first say him... First day, first the piece <laughs> of the reason I say The reason I say him number one is because, like, he... Of course, was responsible. He was able to provide for his family, financially and emotionally. You know, some of the episodes, Will got out of got out of hand, you know, taking pills from people lockers and Carlton getting robbed and going, walking around with guns like he's from the east side of Detroit and stuff.
0: <laughs> us, don't play us. Wait a minute.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like Uncle Phil was there emotionally, uh, he was there financially, um, and he uh afford his kids opportunities that you know other people didn't necessarily have, and he was like a person that was thoughtful and sincere because he took in his uh wife's nephew from Philly, you know. Like, where where do they do that at, you know? Yeah. That's a big deal. Like, bringing somebody else's problems into your house, you know? You got this whole house structure, the way you want to go. You got your kids. Everybody living their best life. And you got to bring in somebody that, you know, you didn't raise. You don't know what problems they have, and they come into your home. So, Mm -hmm. like, looking at it from that aspect, like, I would pick Uncle Phil number one. Um, I would pick Bill Cosby number two. Have to well, Cliff Huxtable, not okay. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I see what you did there, <laughs>
1: Cliff Huxtable. I'm kidding. for that. Keep going. Um, I want to linger on that one. Too all now. right, <laughs> number three. Number three will probably be um. I'll go with Bernie Mac. Bernie even Mac- though, even though he was the uncle, uncle ben! yeah, I, I would go with Bernie Mac because man, he he was. When you say discipline, like him, like. He didn't take no crap off of his nieces and nephews. And,
0: I ain't scared of you, mother. Thing, yeah. <laughs> that
1: was, like, my favorite stand-up ever. Yeah, Def Comedy Jam. Oh, yeah. Um. So, those are three, and then... Who last two? Last two. Last two, I'm trying to think. I'm going to say Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow? He, he, was, he wasn't the type of stern person that I would need. He was kind of, like... You know, he would be like Edward. You know, <laughs> like Eddie, Eddie It was always a talk. Um, you go. <laughs> Sit down. Let's
0: talk. It was always a talk. So I'll probably I like the black full house, bro.
1: Yeah, basically that is what it was, wasn't it? That's what it was to me. Yeah, it which leads you it.
0: to a different story, but I won't go there yet. All right, so I'll probably put Carl Winslow for it's like Friends and live living single, but anyway. Yeah, keep going. What's your last, um, one? last F- one? Fulfilling your top five. Last one, last one. Hmm.
1: I guess I'm gonna have to go with. I like Fred Sanford, so I'm gonna go with Fred. Sanford. Yes. <laughs> he was always good for a laugh. Like I mean, like he was, he was there. <laughs> the original person
0: who invented the name. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. I'll go it. I'll be there. <laughs> I would
3: go with first
1: Sanford. See, like <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. He was, he was crazy. Like, I as I get older, I know, like, I probably be more Fred Sanford than anybody else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that grumpy, like old guy that's always like, just. And like, why don't you just sit down and stop being mean to everybody? Like, yeah. I'm gonna be that old guy probably.
0: I'm with it. Yeah, that's your top five, huh? Yeah. All right, that's fair. That's a good one. So. I had to pick a top five top five, top five, top five so I'm definitely going to say he's Cliff Huxtable Hux- because he definitely has some values that of a good father he raised his kids to be responsible far as financially
2: mm-hmm.
0: he raised his kids to really pursue education Um, he was a fun loving guy
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's just who he was he cared about people, and plus he delivered babies. I mean, yeah, he obviously it. cared about people.
1: amazing if he delivering
0: babies. He's the man.
1: And and his wife. He knew how to pick a good wife, too. You like, know?
0: Yeah. Because everybody needs to mix of hustle in their life, bro. Right, right. <laughs> Sleeper to is still one of my favorite, like, TV moms. But anyway, yep. it's not about that right now. So definitely Heathcliff Huxtable. I would say the dad of uh, Smart Guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, He was fun. He was fun. Yeah, I, I he reminded me of you with that barbecue grill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what episode, you get the new grill, and he's just like, just all types of meat in the refrigerator. And she's like, oh my God, who do meat? But he was awesome because, I mean, he was a very, like, hands-on, hardworking guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he did, He actually, like, you know, did roof installations and everything. and mm-hmm. He had his own company. He raised... An abnormally smart boy <laughs> And a little TJ And He had a crazy little teenager Marcus and his daughter yep. And so You know he was And he did it as a single dad mm-hmm. He played both roles So I mean Yeah I ain't even that one. Yeah, That's dope Actually I just finished watching Like all the seasons recently too Okay okay So <laughs> That's where I pulled that one from That was a Hulu?
1: Yeah hey, That's your Hulu shout out Actually that was ABC Okay
0: so I got the, uh, I got my uh, in-laws, uh, sign info. So I was just like, okay, done. Okay. So, and I'll watch it on my boring days at work, but mm-hmm. that's because I'll be doing invoices. Mm-hmm. Invoices are trash. Okay. But anyway, so <laughs> definitely those two, um, who else, who else, huh? I don't want to repeat the same ones as you. I gotta go with Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. Uncle Phil was the truth. Yep. Um. And again, i even reiterate what you said, but I'll add this to it. He was a true protector of the family. Yep. Like, when Uncle, uh... Not uncle. When Will's dad came back around... Yep. And didn't stay around... hmm He was like, I gotta go. hmm He was like, you march out the door, don't you ever come back here and hurt this boy again. You yeah, understand me? That is true. I
1: ain't thinking that And sure. I was just
0: like... like
1: yeah, that reminded me of the other episode too when uh when Will uh he told Will don't go to the pool hall. When Will went to the pool hall. I yes, you know <laughs> <I> remember that. <laughs> he went down there with Jeffrey. Broke yeah. Down <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you mess with my boy? You messing with me? That's it. That's
0: true. He wasn't protector. He was of yeah. everybody. Yep. That's just how old Even mm-hmm. his crazy old little son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not <a> on you Anyway. <laughs> So then, those three, um, hmm, TV dads. I thought of this question? I can't think of the other two. I know who you... Question. Who are we leaving out? Question, though. What's that? I don't think he was a dad. I think he was just a husband. Okay. The dad from Jefferson. I mean, the guy from Jefferson. Sherman yeah, Ansley. Yeah, they ain't happy. They, they ain't no kids, either. Dang, that would have been my ultimate. He came off the bench, though. Okay. <laughs> so I think he'd be a dope dad. <laughs> he'd be hilarious as hell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd be hilarious as hell. Um, Let's think here. somebody we
1: leaving out, though.
0: You got to give me that later. I want to finish this top all right. five. All right, all right. Um, let's see. TV dads here. I think of my favorite shows growing up. I'll leave him off. I'm going to just say my honorable mentions because I'm thinking of him in my head. Okay. Remember uh, Flex?
1: Oh, yeah. Flex Washington, Flat App. Flat
0: App. He was hilarious. But, yeah, shout out to him. I mean, he kind of did that single parent thing too, though. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Obviously, I'm thinking only black sitcoms because... Black Lives Matter for life <laughs> um let's see uh, some of my, another one of my favorites I will say this is really really hard I will say see, I love Family Matters too I can't I can't skip Carl yeah you
1: gotta say
0: it. But... Carl's it's one of the classics and one more. One more. So this is gonna be a little cheat, but and this is your fault if you haven't watched this yet, so I'm just gonna shame you if you haven't. You have you have you ever watched This Is Us?
1: I've seen a few episodes.
0: That dad on there.
1: Sterling K. Brown. No.
0: Mm-hmm
1: you talking about I wasn't. Okay. However, he's a good husband on that show.
0: He's a good husband and a damn good father. Yeah. Yeah. He was. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna say him. <laughs> but I'm gonna say us as well because I gotta give him his dues we're giving mm-hmm. because. You know, just from a cultural standpoint. Mm-hmm. As a white man, how can you raise a black son? It's
1: hard. What show you talking about? This is us. Oh, this We're is still us. there. Okay,
0: okay. I thought you switched. Still there. Like, what show did that? Because that was the dad I was thinking of. Okay, okay. Like, he had. He was like.
1: Okay, so that's that's uh, what's that's Mandy Moore's character. She Mandy Moore's the, husband. Yeah. yeah on yeah. the show. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. The I'm original
0: sure. husband. Yeah. Not that replacement guy. See, I didn't even get that far yet. So. <laughs> yeah. I got you, Jack. Okay. Good old Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the episode. Jack Pearson. <laughs> the only reason
1: I I knew what you was talking about is because like my wife and her sister were watching the episode when the son was at the pool with all the other kids, and then the black lady was like, "You need to get your son haircut. Like black hair grows like this." Yeah, like, I, remember,
0: yeah I, I remember that. One. I, saw, I remember that. But my man's was so Stanley K. Brown's character is like, tells so the truth. Like mm-hmm. I love this guy. Man. I love him, like, too. I'm here for it. Yeah. Like culturally, he's for the culture. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, his TV wife and his real wife are basically the same person, but they're not. Okay. So, that's another dope thing. Mm-hmm. But, um... The Black Panther. Man, <laughs> he, he got fucked up in that movie, bro. Like, it was terrible. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, those would be my top five. Definitely, I will mention too, uh, to, uh, Flex, and, uh, more importantly, uh, yeah, Jack Pearson.
1: You know who I thought you were gonna say? Like since you said we, you should watch the show, which is a show I don't watch. I thought you were gonna say uh, Anthony Anderson's character off of Black. Ah,
0: that's what I was trying to remember. <laughs> I can't switch it this point, can Go ahead. <laughs> I'm taking out Carl and putting him in there. Okay. See, because I don't that watch. Show's hilarious. I got. I got to catch up on that. I don't. That I don't show watch is hilarious. Okay. My God. Mm-hmm. But it's really good, though. It's a really I love the way it was written. Like, it was mm-hmm. a really good show.
1: I always see the clips on uh, Facebook and, you know, social media, like, specifically the episode where he was telling his sons about, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, mm-hmm. how, how police treat you and things like that. So yeah. it's definitely for the culture. I'm just behind on it.
0: Yeah, you're behind the culture. <laughs> but uh, I think another honorable mention should be known as uh, Olivia Pope's dad on Scandal. Okay.
1: He's he's isn't he a trash dad
0: though? No
1: put her in scenarios where she was gonna get murdered potentially.
0: Technically, yes, but it was also to also protect her too though. <laughs> who, who puts their daughter in a position to where she could be so, taken out it's it's controversial because in their specific case, he put her in trash situations because they could have been a lot worse.
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't speak about, you know, like, you narrative the narrative of it. That's why. Because you I'll, ain't watch it I walk in back and forth on you ain't it. watch it. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a full season one time, and then after that, it was just... It was Thursday night, I had Bible study, so I wasn't really catching up on it.
0: Think Jesus is more important than Scandal? Yeah. Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> no argument there. But, um, that's why they invented Hulu yeah. and Netflix, sir.
1: Yeah, it was on Netflix. They still got the old Columbus Shore episodes on there, I think. Like, you got... Killed off right, yeah. Yeah, he does some dumb stuff.
0: It's like 2012, wasn't it? I forgot when. Okay. But anyway, but yeah, so Papa Pope was funny because mm-hmm. he dropped some legit gems in there
2: mm-hmm.
0: about like having to work. Like what was it? I forget the exact verbiage, but basically saying like you got to triple your input just to be equal as like yeah, as your yeah, counterparts. Yeah. So and mm-hmm. I was just like, man, yeah, say that again, Papa Pope. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh-huh. But um. Yeah, so there's three important
1: ones that I think we need to mention.
0: Who are the three important ones?
1: So, first one, you can't forget Julius off of Everybody Hates Chris, <laughs> the dad who teaches everyone how to save money. You know, he, he's needed. <laughs> Man. He worked three jobs. You know, what's another one <laughs> Your real life mm-hmm. pops. John with a spoon. Yes, yeah, Pop. bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Don't no tell nobody.
0: <laughs> Definitely got those pops in there.
1: Every time I come in the
0: kitchen,
3: <laughs> I'm gonna
0: use that line when I have kids. <laughs> uh, so, well, my favorite part, well, she was like, "He's like,
3: what? What'd you say?
0: Kick my belt off, take my belt off." <laughs> <laughs> He's, oh, he's man. Hilarious.
1: He's from Detroit, too.
0: So, he's dope. What up, though? Yep. Somebody I, don't know what that means out there, but... They'll figure it out. That just means he ain't from Detroit,
1: either. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? else? So, we got Julius from everybody Hates Chris. You got Pops off Dwayne's brothers. Pop, shoot, she pop. I'm going to say... The, my, the second one is or it'll be the third now cause we got four. So the third one will be Michael Kyle off of My Wife and Kids, Damon Waynes. Yes. Like, he took care of Junior, Katie, you know, he had his logistics and truck business. He let Junior come work there, mm-hmm. even though he was a failure at times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he looked after his son after he um had, a, you know, had his baby at a young age and all of that. So I think that's, that's a dope character. Mm-hmm. Yep. The other one. Last one, can't forget. Well, I thought you were gonna put on your list. Uh, I would have put him on my list. But James Evans from Good Times. So I actually was thinking him. Okay.
0: And I was like, he would definitely be like my sixth man. Yeah. If I was making a roster, he would have been my sixth man. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was dope.
1: The reason I didn't pick him on a list originally is because he was kind of like a dictator. But in the times in the 60s and 70s, that's probably what was needed. Yeah. But I I don't need a drill sergeant to be my dad, so that's why I, I didn't, like, every time J.J. paints something, he's just coming up, what are you doing? <laughs> Michael tried to, you know, be artistic, and, you know, he tried to, like, talk about, I think, like, episode Michael tried to, like, join, like, the Black Panthers for Chicago in that episode, and, you know.
0: I want to go back and watch Good Times now. Yeah, it was a dope show. It's needed. I yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I got to find it somewhere mm-hmm. first, though. <laughs>
1: He was he was a, a dope dad and uh, coming to America. McDowell's, so. yeah, <laughs> William McDowell. <laughs> <She's my laughs> queen. Yeah, so that's those are the ones that I put as honorable mention.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, respect. We're gonna play this game with y'all. We're gonna see what who people think good TV dads are. Yep,
1: that's
0: your homework. Mm-hmm. Let's your top five TV dads and why.
1: We we'll probably put that post up on
0: Father's Day. I think I'm gonna have that ready by Father's Day. Okay. Before the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna see what type of feedback we get. Let's we'll see how good my hands are between now and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's all you got for dads. Any shout outs you wanna do for your for dads out there? Uh
1: whether you had a dad, good or bad. Just know that you can change it for the next generation. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. You can be that leader in a family that may have been there or may have been absent. You can, you know, set the new standard for the next generation. Mm. Be the example to show them how to handle finances, how to handle healthy relationships, how to uh, prioritize all of your, you know,
0: things that go on in life. How to pull your pants up over your ass. Wear a belt. That's it. It don't have to be Gucci for you to wear. By the way, it you does not have to belt. be a Gucci belt, bro. <laughs> My God,
1: I wear Wrangler belts because they at Walmart for eleven dollars. Look,
0: <laughs> you can spend the other uh, nine bucks on some food or something. Yeah, just exactly. saying,
1: yeah.
0: With that smooth twenty piece, mm-hmm. um, I would just say to anybody again that plays the role of a father to definitely uh. Well, by this time, hope you enjoyed your day, and hope that you not only look at that day to celebrate being a good dad, but do a three sixty five and sometimes four hundred days a year because we need good we need good dads out here to raise good people. Mm-hmm. And if you're missing your dad in your life, find that role model, somebody in your family, friends, whoever it is, that's a good dad to you. And latch on them. Don't be afraid to latch on the people that aren't your family mm-hmm. that play that father role in your life. I would also say honorable mentions in my life that played good fathers were not only just my dad, but also my great grandfather who passed in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, my namesake actually. So mm-hmm. definitely give a shout out to him I'm up there chilling, mm-hmm. probably watching the Tigers game <laughs> as we speak if they're playing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, shout out to Talbert. He was awesome. And uh, now I kind of see myself kind of taking that role in my family of being like that mm-hmm. positive role male role model. Okay. Even if I'm like stern, I don't give you money <laughs>
3: <laughs> because I'm like
0: low like, key budgeting my life already, too. Right. So um. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but teach good things only. Mm-hmm. See what I did there. Yeah, things Good. So yeah, that's it. Really, for as far as fathers is concerned. Um, uh, we'll move right into shout outs. Shout out, 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 shout out. Oh, shout out. I don't know if I got any
1: shout outs. This week. Yeah, you did? I did.
0: Yeah. What about that Ohio guy? Oh. Yeah. 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 When well, you forget, that's worth mentioning, bro. It is. I'll let you have that.
1: I'm trying to pull up the link right now.
3: It's right there. It's not working on my computer. What the, what the hell? <laughs>
0: What are you doing with your life? My bad, Ray. It's okay. So,
1: there was a gentleman who graduated in May 2018 from two schools in one day. Two universities, not just schools. There this you wasn't go. A high school thing. This was a university graduate program. What degree did he get, though? So, he graduated with. A master's of business administration. So what? he has an MBA. And then the same day, he ran across town and
0: graduated with a law degree.
1: Who ran across town?
0: <laughs> you know what I think of? What's that? I think of uh Hidden Figures. Where well, old girls ran to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Or ran from the bathroom. Yep. All the way across <laughs> the parking lot in the rain. Yeah. Crazy. So
1: his name is Darrell Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. He graduated from uh, UC, which I believe is the University of Cincinnati. And then... Uh, that's where he got his out to M- the Bearcats. That's where he got his MBA from. And then he graduated uh, later on that day from Xavier, uh, which is still in Ohio, with his law degree. Wow. Actually, I had it backwards. So he received his law degree from Cincinnati, and then he ran across town and graduated from Xavier with the MBA. So we just want to give him a shout out. His name is Darrell Kelly. Uh, and he was raised um, by a single mom. So once again, as we said, you don't have to, if you didn't have a dad present, that doesn't mean that that's a death sentence for you. That's it. So his mom pulled him through, and now he's an example for all the men that come after him and his family. So that's what's up. Set a new standard. So not only is that a big deal because he graduated two degrees, but that also means that he had undergrad degrees to get him there, right? Yeah. So it's like
0: that man is. is he said, he's I got for, this. He's for the culture, right? You know? <laughs> he was like, oh, I can't do this. Hold my drink. I got this. Right. So shout out to him, man. That's awesome. I love. It. I'm here for it. Out here getting it in. Um. So my shout out is I saw this recently, and I want to make sure I even get names right, get orders right, all that good stuff. So, um, this gentleman, um, his name is Rodney Smith Jr. I saw this on the because of them page. Okay. And so for the second year in a row, said so this twenty eight year old is travelling to all fifty states to provide free lawn care for the elderly, disabled, veterans, and single mothers. Wow. So there's a college student from Alabama, A and M. And it's basically a nationwide community service initiative. Okay. So um I thought that was just really dope because uh man he like all 50 states bro just That's think crazy. about this all 50 states yeah 50 yeah. yeah good weather bad weather the places that we don't even
1: call states like delaware or stuff stuff like that <laughs> montana nebraska well nebraska isn't a big 10 so we'll let them know no, i won't you won't no <laughs> corn huskers
0: i like corn but i don't care about corn <laughs> huskers like the, the well yeah
1: See? i going to touch that. I was going to say it wasn't for the core because We wouldn't have gotten in Dominican Sioux, but this was trash.
0: That was trash. So, <laughs> what are you saying? I didn't lose it all here. I'm actually winning because he's gone. Right. Um, the governor of Smith's home country of Bermuda has also acknowledged his efforts by prevent- presenting him with an award in 2017 on behalf of the Queen of England. Um. So here it goes. After his quote was, after I finish fifty states, fifty lawns this summer, I'll be starting to plan out seven continents, seven lawns. I plan next summer to travel to all seven continents. Wow! And uh, the company he has founded was Raising Men Lawn Care Service, mm-hmm. so RMLS. RMLCS. So big ups to you, Mister Smith. I hope that your initiative is something that catches fire and other people can be an influence like you can. Yep. And there's no telling how impactful his dad was too. So yep. And the other thing worth mentioning is it was Rodney Smith Jr. So obviously Rodney Smith Sr. <laughs> is out there very proud of this man. So get out here, you get it. I see you. I ain't mad at you, bro. Um Yeah. So with that. We have reached the last segment of Spill It. <laughs> Spill It. Whatever's on you, man. So, um, yeah. You got first. Who got first? You want to go first? I'll go first. Sure? All right. Yeah.
1: So, on um, this edition of Spill It, for me, <clears throat> like we said earlier, Nas has a new album out. Seven songs long, so it's a quick and easy listen. That's it. Keeps you wanting more. Um, there's a line, I believe it's in track six. Um, there's a line where he says, "Watch who you get pregnant." That's long-term stressing, bruh. And bruh, I laughed and chuckled when I first heard that <laughs> because to be to be like quite frank, like when I was when I was younger, that was a fear, like choosing a wrong woman. Man. That was one of my fears. Like, more than, like, I always knew, like, if I if I didn't finish college, I was going to find a way to where I would be financially stable legally. Like, I knew if I didn't, you know, have, like, the whatever. I, knew, I always knew I was going to be okay for myself. But choosing the right woman or choosing the wrong woman can, like, derail or Everything. put you on the right path, depending on which one you choose. Yeah. <laughs> so... The that line stuck out to me. I wanted to talk about it. Look, I put it as a as a spillet moment of the week for me. It was because it's getting hot outside. People are, you know living their best life quote unquote yeah and you know people are like dating and meet new people all the social events are happening because it's getting warm so
0: just wanna say you know watch what you're doing I think what Drell's trying to say is <laughs> there's a lot of picking and choosing out here in the streets right so and people gonna be showing their best side of their best skin <laughs> <laughs> and so it's gonna be some real good decisions made some really bad decisions made yeah
1: make sure that you uh, choose wisely isn't that one of those choose wisely which one is that that's, that's a beer commercial isn't it
0: Yeah, but it's also on my favorite album.
1: Okay. K-O-D. So, yeah, I would just say choose wisely. Watch what you're doing. Make sure that every decision you make, you're okay with the long-term consequences.
0: That's it. That's what I'll say. Fair enough. Yep. I heard dropping gems. Yep. Dropping bombs. Yep. That was a horrible bomb again. I'm not gonna ever do that again. It sound like
1: Flex. You alright.
0: It's cool. (laughs) <laughs> I would also say don't end up on some like Kevin's heart type stuff either. Don't yeah, be like, don't do that. Yeah. If you got something good at home, mm-hmm. make sure she knows that. Mm-hmm. Show her she knows that. Yep. And don't be out here trying to entertain these chicks. Yep. That ain't worth it.
1: If you got a good one, take her to uh what is it, Ruth Chris, A D V something like that. Let her know she's special.
0: Or Red Lobster. When they had think their specials, it. when they had their
1: specials, yeah. Think about it. All yeah. the I'm, Think you heard a song in it? You talking about Beyonce song? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I always heard people talking about it. I don't know about her.
0: Yeah, it's cool, but you know Ryan Rufferson, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's what she put
1: hot sauce in the bag,
0: right? Yeah, too. Okay. What the other part for that specific verse is? If me get that, this the real life stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, part.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't be afraid take your girl real life to summer, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) That was funny. Um, So, another thing I realized as far as culture is concerned, Mm -hmm. um, I was always told this at a very young age, and I had no idea what the hell it meant. Mm -hmm. But, as of this week, I understand what this phrase means. We cannot be black together.
2: Okay.
0: It's not always convenient to be black together. Now, this might sound really terrible, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to explain what I mean Mm -hmm. without giving too much detail. Yep. Everybody that's black ain't black for you. True. Everybody that's African American like you don't like you. hmm You know why? Jealousy. Envy. Money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and sometimes it's how much money you make, sometimes mm-hmm. it's the titles you have, mm-hmm. sometimes it's the things you got going on. Yep. It's the perception that you have everything and they hate you. Mm-hmm. They literally will despise you. If they think you're against them,
2: yep.
0: even if that's not your intent, they will make it, they will have it out for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, who you think you is. You got a little degree or something.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, I chose this path. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad about you in your life. Right. Why are you mad about me and mine? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's really the basis of it. Like, just, no, we cannot be black together. Like, it's, mm-hmm. And it's perfectly fine.
1: That's the first time i ever heard of this. Yeah. It makes total sense, though.
0: I mean, it's always been said, but it hasn't been said that way. Yeah. I'm going to put that on the quote. Don't y'all take my stuff. <laughs> Don't you take it. It's mine. That's true, though. Because
1: it's like, like how you said, like, you chose the path that you chose. So, obviously, they had a decision to make. They came to the same
0: fork in a row. And be okay with those decisions, yeah. like you said. Like, at the end of the day, you owned it up and you did that. hmm so, now that you did that and you chose not to go this route, mm-hmm. you got to be okay with that. Yep. Don't be mad at me. Mm-hmm. I didn't push your hand in that socket. <laughs> I didn't point you in that direction and push you. No, that was what you did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And some people may have I did that, but...
1: <laughs> Sorry. And what's funny is because, like, you know, some people, they may feel as though, like, hey, I'm just out here. I'm just living i'm just doing what i'm supposed to do as normal and they'll still have
0: what i'm supposed to <laughs> like
1: they're just you know big achieving you know what they set out to achieve and they're just thinking in their head like hey i'm just doing everything i put my mind to and then you have someone who comes up and says like you think you're better than me because you had this and i'm sure that person's kind of just like like what <laughs> you know my favorite comeback is
0: what's that favorite comeback is this and i was taught this recently no, I didn't think that. That's mm-hmm. what you thought about me. Okay. So obviously you feel some type of way. Want to talk about it? <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk about it. With <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love to. Oh, yeah?
1: I would love to. You know me. I don't like confrontation like that.
0: I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm okay with awkward moments. Because I'm going to give you your awkward moment and let you get mad. Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: you thought that. You honestly sat there and thought that. Mm-hmm. I've actually challenged people on that.
2: Yeah.
0: And they should be like, and <laughs> whatever. It's like, oh, oh no. Where you going?
3: Come on man big fella.
0: Right. I mean, that
1: that was, that was a line Mystical had back in the 90s. He was like, you think you bad? You meet the alligator in the swamp. Look. So basically,
0: you're inviting him to the swamp. Look. <laughs> look here, dog. Yep. Just saying. That's dope. Everybody want to bark that bark, but they don't want to uh, stand in the ring. hmm Let's do it. Yep. But... People don't like to stand in rings. They do like shoot at people. So
1: I think I think my first reaction to that, if somebody approached me with that, is I would laugh. Because I would be like, I'm just being normal. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, doing what I'm supposed to do. I would just, there's, there's a scripture in the Bible. Like Jesus said, they hated me without a cause. And it's Man. Like, Since you're part of my blood, you've been chosen by me. They're going to hate you too without a cause. So it ties into that.
0: Nope, we cannot be black together. it's okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Unfortunate, but it's okay.
0: It's okay. Because I got my group, I got my ecosystem, so I'm straight. Mm -hmm. So boom. Mm -hmm. But, anyway, that being said, um, I'll leave you all on my end. I'll leave you with the fact that, again, Hope that your father's days was, and if you're still celebrating at this point, mm-hmm. still is amazing. If you do not have a father like myself to celebrate, probably biologically, mm-hmm. uh, definitely my hearts go with you bringing this thing together. But also remember the good times. Mm-hmm. Um, also, big ups to my father in law because he kind of been playing that role, especially for me from time to time. So, cool. love that guy. He's awesome. Hilarious as all hell, mm-hmm. but awesome nonetheless. So um, big shout out to the fathers, father in law, stepfathers, mm-hmm. mamas, that's actually fathers. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff.
1: Shout out Others. to the shout out to the people who don't celebrate Father's Day directly on the holiday as far as going out to eat because they hate crowds.
0: Look here, because I'm having something at the house tonight. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm not going anywhere to Father's Day.
1: <laughs> I think we're celebrating on the twenty 20- What's the next Sunday, twenty fourth. <laughs> That's what we're taking. Twenty third <laughs> or <Today. over> twenty fourth. <laughs> this is Father's
0: Day. Shout <laughs> out to the fact that we're not going to get a uh, Father's Day NBA Finals game because LeBron and stuff messed that up for everybody. So, yeah, yeah. damn no. Mm-hmm. But another, all other things though. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I will also say, don't be a father one day out of the year to be celebrated. Yep. Be it every day of the year, and don't look for the recognition behind it. Yep. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Episode nine in the books, folks. Episode nine. Nah, know what that means? What's that? We're almost at ten, <laughs> and they have not kicked us out. That's what's up. I don't think they're
1: ever gonna kick
0: us out. I don't think so. I think we have to kick ourselves out if we want to get <laughs> yeah. out of here. It's all we had
1: two hour episode last week, so
0: yeah, we almost had two hours now. So yeah, but we're gonna cut a shirt to say we didn't do it. Ah, right. ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys do your homework this week um top five dads and from tv series and yeah be sure to follow us on facebook instagram twitter search for the mental matters podcast yep email us at mental matters podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we need to know how we're doing like we got itunes out here please rate us let us know how we're doing mm-hmm. rate us on facebook too like us on SoundCloud, subscribe, send it to your friends, mm-hmm. send it to your cousin and them. <laughs> we want y'all minds to be healthy. Yep. We want y'all brains to be strong. Mm-hmm. Black strong, too.
1: And if y'all see us out this summer at some of these festivals on events, act like you know us because you know just you say know I, us. Like, I,
0: don't, <laughs> I don't bite nobody. Jarrell might punch you in the face if you piss off, though. We don't forget nothing. Yeah, but I don't forget nothing. see, here it is. But at the end of the day, we're hoping, I mean, we got some listeners at school. Yep. And we're trying to get more of y'all, so mm-hmm. be sure to spread the word like wildfire. And live your best life. Yep. Drink your water. Mm-hmm. And uh, self-care is important. Yep. It's not gay for you, fellas. Self-care is important. Yep. Get that haircut. Get them feet done, bro. Yep. Manicure hands. Get some sandals out here this summer, man. Oh, I want those smelly gym shoes.
1: I say flip-flops and socks. I ain't gonna say so. I'm say i getting to the age where I do have a pair of Stacey Adams sandals, like the guy who worked the grill. I got a pair of those. Yeah, But... I'm not bro, wearing those in I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to the Coney Island in no. I am. What up?
0: Flip flops and Sox. I am. <laughs> <you> know <laughs> i I work in boots, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: You can go through that. My
0: toes are coming out. That's pain. And they're not going to look like uh, they throwing up gang signs. <laughs> so... do <Dope>, see? good <laughs> <laughs> walking toes. Nah, it's not happening, bro. Baby, anyway, <laughs> we love y'all. Stay
3: up.